I'm ready. It's so crazy to me that it it all just happened. That Ty you know was funny? there. Noda was there. My life is a series of just like coincidences happening for the better. Does that include meeting us? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Anime Club After Dark's movie reviews and discussion detailing the good, the bad, and the downright ridiculous of, I would usually say anime movies, but we're not even talking about an anime movie this time. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and I have our czar of source material, John, tonight. Now, that brings me up to, um, this, this brings a good question to my mind. What kind of movie review do we put this under because it's not an anime movie so is it like a one-off movie are we doing I mean, all japanese films now i mean i just have a playlist on youtube that says movie reviews it doesn't say anime movie reviews okay all right i guess okay, we can get more movie reviews yeah <laughs> i didn't think about that at all actually <laughs> and we've done live action stuff before we did the cowboy bebop live action spoiler cast that's true yeah so we did that was a all things anime uh, Japan or what the fuck? Anime, is manga, and otaku culture related. Yeah, yeah. That's God I, think this otaku culture. I think this qualifies. And we also have uh, our boy who cried like a little bitch in the movie theater. It's Shinoda. Yo, this movie was beyond fantastic. <laughs> yo, yo. Yeah, we spoilers, bro. Spo yeah, spoilers. Who does a movie review at the very beginning where we go? Yes, movie's excellent. Go watch. <laughs> By the way, movie's just, excellent. Go watch it. Uh, I it's out of theaters probably now in America, but you know if you have it happen, might not be. It, it's but out of theaters by, for me by the time, right now. By the time this comes out, it, it almost certainly will be. But yes, we are talking about Godzilla minus one uh, tonight. Uh, the brand new Godzilla movie from across the sea over in Japan. Um, <laughs> spoilers: It's doing very well in American theaters. Um, it is the most financially successful. It is uh, doing so well that it's gone beyond the initial run, and they yes. said they'll keep on airing it just because people keep on going to see it. Yeah, I so yeah. I remember when Godzilla Minus One came out, um, I started hearing people saying, like, oh, it's so good, it's so good. And they uh, they did extend it by an extra week, so I fortunately I was able to watch it. But I just everyone kept telling me, like, Godzilla Minus One, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Like, not not just like you guys right like people at work my coworkers in a fucking factory middle-aged white men were coming up to me being like, have you seen that new godzilla movie that darn's pretty good i'm like no i haven't bill <laughs> like bill you watch godzilla movies <laughs> have you heard of anime club after dark bill <laughs> no, i never plug my podcast to my coworkers. <laughs> they are very much to uh middle america for that oh that's where they pull out the shotgun what do you mean japanese <laughs> yeah uh yeah um that's what we're talking about tonight it, it kind of took over um everything in america for the first two weeks of december um, I believe it was the number one movie in America uh, the first week of December, which yeah, was it bit, surprising. It beat several things, uh, which I was very surprised and happy about. Um, it is, uh, at least now, the most financially successful live-action Japanese movie in the United States. 
so that's really cool. Um, I'm trying but, to think of other live action Japanese films that have come here, and I can't think of anything other than like other Godzilla movies. Well, there's a bunch of Godzilla remakes that were made in America that are god awful. Yes, god. Although the one what was it 2014? That wasn't awful. I mean, it was not great, but it was okay. No, I'm talking about like the 2004 Godzilla or 2006. We don't talk Godzilla. about that. Oh, there was the 99 <laughs> Godzilla movie by Roland Emmerich, and that sucked. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but yeah, it's like the only way to experience good Godzilla films is to watch the Japanese ones. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of them have really terrible overdubbed English audio and it's not great. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I find it appealing, just like the bad dubbed um, Kung it's, Fu it's, movies. <laughs> it's charming. Yeah, it's it's got a nostalgic feel to me because I'm like this. Huh, my kung fu is very strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it has its place in history, is what we will say. All right, so let's 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 run down this. Uh, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So this was directed uh, by Takashi Yamazaki, also written by Takashi Yamazaki, um, who all, he also did the special effects work, or he was the head special effects supervisor. On <laughs> this uh, man his... was like, "Fuck it, I do it all. It's gonna I be a good Godzilla film." Myself. <laughs> um, uh, it was produced by Toho Studios and Robot Communications. It was originally released in Japan on November 3rd, 2023, and then released worldwide on the same day, December 1st, 2023. Um, now, a the wild thing. Uh, allegedly, I don't. I don't know if this is true or not because the director himself has not come out and given a specific figure. Allegedly, this movie was made for something less than 15 million U.S. dollars. If so, that is true, that is shocking. I, uh, we when we talked about this, Alex, I said I could believe it because there's like five main sets and they're not that like big. They're not that uh, in depth. They don't have so many like background actors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the the use of CGI is pretty limited in the movie, yeah. I would say. Yep. They use a lot of a lot. Well, we'll talk about it, but they, there is a lot of practical model effects in this movie. Now, the thing that makes me say this is there was a tweet that was sent out by the director of this movie because he was responding to a bunch of people online that were saying, wow, $15 million budget, $15 million. This is amazing. This looks amazing for $15 million. Hollywood couldn't make this for $15 million. And you're absolutely right. They couldn't. Um, and then he, he's like, I got to correct you all. I got to correct you all. It was, wasn't $15 million. And then it, the, the tweet ends, I wish it was that much. Like that's no, literally what he's no way, no way, no. That's, so, I, people are interpreting that as it was less than fifteen million. But I'm, I'm thinking, it, does he mean it as if I wish it were only that much? Right, right. Instead, of, it costs like thirty-five million or something. Yeah, like thirty. Just still, to me, I would say still... thirty-five million seems fair for this yeah. film budget. Yeah, but um, yeah, less than fifteen. I don't. Mm. It, it, that I is hard, to believe. hard if it's, to believe if if that's true there were a lot of people working on this movie for free <laughs> or yeah i don't again because the set dressing wasn't that like uh elaborate. in depth and elaborate like something like for example have you guys seen uh chernobyl on hbo yes fantastic miniseries nope fantastic set dressing amazing yeah. set dress. the same guy who did chernobyl is the guy same guy who did uh the last of us live action hbo remake 
Same set dresser. The guy who does um, like the, the makeup. A lot of the visual effects in that uh, in The Last of Us were also the same people that worked on Chernobyl as well. Yeah, so like that is very expensive and they, they require a lot of time and money to do things like that. So yeah, it, so if it's not as elaborate as something like those works, then mm. I, I could see it being pretty cheap, relatively speaking. Okay. Um, as of the time of recording this, it is still in American theaters. I think it's also still in theaters in, in Europe. So these, this number could, the box office number I'm about to give could change, but as of the 17th of December, 2023, it is currently sitting at 64 million, 91,290 us dollars. Hella profit. Um, I mean, well, supposedly, supposedly. supposedly if it was made for 15 million or less. Yeah, that's a good profit. Yeah, that's double. Like that's a quadruple, right? Four times. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, I guess and I have to imagine when yeah, this comes out on like home video, it probably will pick up some more money. Um, I'm just I'm I'm shocked that it's only that much. Yeah. So given all the hype surrounding Godzilla minus one, because again, people, random people who probably don't even know what anime is, like what the hell is a JPEG type of people? Uh, They were telling me like Godzilla minus one is great and I should go watch it. So yeah, I I thought it would perform more than this. Like I thought it was somewhere in the hundred million dollar range. Yeah. I mean, mean, like 60, nearly 65 million is very impressive still. We we just did a movie review for the boy and the heron and that's made over a hundred million dollars worldwide. And again, I'm like, I've heard more people tell me go watch Godzilla minus one in real life. than go watch the boy and the heron even online <laughs> and for astute and for astute observers i think this is going to come out a couple of weeks apart but yes we are wearing the exact same stuff because we recorded on the exact same day <laughs> yeah. yeah we guys oh man it's almost like we have to do a backlog of stuff so that way I we know. can go enjoy the holidays but keep I pumping know. out content like we didn't actually take a vacation i know uh, oh, content creators taking a vacation unheard of un- they they are not allowed to do that no um, this also has a, a total runtime of just over two hours at 125 minutes. A lot like the boy and the heron. In fact, there's only one minute difference between the runtimes. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, now, uh, let's get into the art and animation. Um, like I had mentioned before, the visual effects were also done by a director, uh, Takeshi Yamazaki. Um, there is a lot of use of practical special effects, especially models. Maybe that's how they save so much money. The director is also the writer and also the special effects guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he only took one salary for three jobs. Exactly. Maybe. He might have. Honestly. No, he took one salary for three different fucking departments. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of practical special effects. And thank God, because practical effects look so good. <laughs> yeah, it I've always amazing. been a proponent of practical effects because it, it, it always just looks better. It always ages better, too. Yeah. I'm just I'm telling you, as good as the CG might look today in 10, 15 years, it's going to look awful. CG ages. Yes. Like, like milk. But, but practical effects, they last so damn long. Like, you, you can see at... films from, like, 30, 40 years ago. They still look amazing. Longer than that, you look at something from the 60s, like 2001 A Space Odyssey. All the practical miniatures and that still look great. Actually, yeah. Um, also, Godzilla design. I like this Godzilla design a lot. 
Yeah, I like that it went back to the classic Godzilla look. Yeah. It's so um, beautiful. It looks like the um, OG Godzilla, just like slight changes here and there, but overall extremely uh, familiar. Um, I, I do want to say that scene where Godzilla is looking straight at the camera, fucking terrifying. Fucking oh, no. Terrifying. The, like, when you actually saw Godzilla, like every time you did see it it was actually scary like well i I like the fact that within 10 minutes you see godzilla (laughs) yeah like thank god i came to a godzilla film and within 10 minutes i got to see godzilla i'm like good enough that that is that is a criticism i definitely have of a lot of godzilla movies is that they wait until like the midpoint of the movie to even show godzilla yeah, you get like 30 minutes into it, and there's always that human element that they, they talk about first. Like, we've detected radiation. There's There's been earthquake spikes, this and that. Just so oh, much what's random going bullshit. on? And then, like, I don't give a fuck about this. Show me the kaiju fight, fighting, fucking shit up. Yeah. Um, it is, is it worth noting that this uh, director, uh, Yamazaki, has worked on other Godzilla projects in the past, although in much more minor roles. That's probably, you know, I, I definitely feel like this is a labor of love thing, especially oh, yes. if the uh, budget was as low as it was. Like, definitely a labor of love. Um, I mean, it is also worth pointing out that this film was made to celebrate the 75th? 75th, yeah. 75th? 75th anniversary of Godzilla. So, I mean, I, let me tell you something. For an anniversary celebration, shit's fucking good. Yeah, pretty damn good. Um. I'm glad it wasn't some like rehash of an old Godzilla movie or like, or like a one for one remake of the first one. Cause that would have been awful too. I mean, so you got to under like, I, I'll expand more on this when we get to the spoiler narrative section, but you got to understand like the original Godzilla is why it was created. Yeah. To really appreciate what we mean by like, they, they didn't do that and it was a good thing. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, I also uh, wanted to point out um, for cinematography uh, whoever edited this movie did a phenomenal job Um, I don't know who the editor is on this let me see if I can find it real quick Um, Ryuji Miyajima fantastic job like the the way (laughs) stuff is cut together the way everything is spliced it's it's beautiful like this movie looks awesome yeah like the from the from the cuts to the transitions like everything is just absolutely spot on i just the the editing in this is fantastic oh yeah Uh, like the scene where um he's having the nightmare and he opens the door yes he's he's having a dream though and it's like it cuts to like he's actually there again it's like yo that's actually really cool transition i I like that seamless and all i could think was like they built an actual small box set of like what his room was, it actually looks like, but that's that way they could place it on the field and reenact it. I'm like, that's actually super cool. Yeah. Also, I like, the, like that. Great. Well, this is more so in the beginning of the movie, but like the great use of lighting in that first like opening scene where you first actually see Godzilla, because you can hear Godzilla, but you can't see him, and then they turn on the light, and oh my god, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Spotlight. right there. He's like oh god. Not to mention there were other scenes where they made sure to focus a light on where it matters. Um, for example, when um, a lot of scenes when it was just he and Noriko uh, talking, 
the light was specifically on them and everything else was much more muted in the surroundings and it was done so perfectly like you you wouldn't even care but uh i watched i watched it twice and i picked up that detail i was like wow that is beautifully put together i know i know john you hate the child actor in this film and we'll get to that and um there is a scene with that child actor i really like and it's it's actually a scene that you hate because you can tell that she's crying on cue but the way that scene is framed and the way it's lit is so good because you got all the lighting is in the foreground and the background is completely dark it's like they're alone yeah i again i have a problem with child actors in general (laughs) in movies especially really young ones because it's like you know someone who's really young can't really act too well mm-hmm. it's just like um they have to be act they act on cue they don't act well yeah which is my problem and it was very obvious like in that scene it was so detracting for me because i'm like all i could think of was like who pinched her <laughs> yeah it's like you, you can tell you can tell in that scene where um the the main character koichi is talking to her and like trying to comfort her and like all of a sudden she's like well, where's where's mommy uh and then there's just it's silent and then she just starts crying instantly yeah she's looking literally off screen and then she goes Wah! and i'm like someone pinched her someone did something that, like, either she, that or they held up crying. something really scary yeah they did something to make this poor girl cry <laughs> Like it's, it's I I get what the movie was trying to convey. Like, oh, it's she's feeling sad. She's overcome with sadness because she doesn't know where mommy is. But I'm like, it's, you pinched her, dude. Come on. I do I do like how that scene though is 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 framed and blocked and and specifically lit because everything around them is dark and they're the only ones that are lit. Yeah. No. The uh, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of symbolism in Godzilla movies in general, like in the original one and in this one, but. A lot of themes that I really liked. I said it in a recent episode of the podcast. I will say it again. Hollywood needs better lighting engineers. And like the lighting in this movie is so good. They need to just go work in Hollywood. Bro, they just need better things. everything. They need they better, need better, everything. better writing, <laughs> better directing, better, better sound designers. Like what the hell, dude? How come when I'm watching a fucking movie, it's like it gets really quiet. But then the sound effects are like, oh, my. Listen. You want to talk about bad sound? This is a, a tangent here, a minor tangent. I Go haven't seen it. the movie yet in theaters. Maybe it's completely different. But have you seen one of the uh, trailers for Wonka? Oh my no. god, the sound mixing is terrible in the trailer. I I have not seen anything. I know that there's a, a Wonka movie coming out, and I was like, I it's out. Now. It's already out. Okay, yeah. See, again, I don't care. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just just the amount of bad just technical stuff in hollywood movies these days it, it irks me to know to know him um but speaking it's of almost sound, like all the professionals retired yeah it's yeah. almost like they're underpaying a lot of people and they really don't that, give a shit. that that too um um what's gonna say oh Music, one last one design well one last thing before we move on to that um i also like the fact that th- this film takes place in the aftermath of world war ii and it yes. looks like it tokyo is fucked yeah, I mean, utter, like raised to the ground, fucked yeah, like how else, it some, truly some people, was. Some people, I mean, young people out there might not realize uh, as much as like Hiroshima and Nagasaki were fucked over by the atomic bomb. Like Tokyo was pretty much carpet bomb for months. A lot so, of people don't. Funny, 
the um, uh, firebombing that the U.S. did to Japan actually was worse in terms of damage yeah. so than the atomic bombs. I was in uh, in my in my government class in high school. I had to debate um, whether the atomic bombings or the firebombings were worse, and I had to debate for the firebombs. And I learned that the there there were millions of people killed with the firebombs, mm-hmm. millions, way more places raised, way more damage. Uh, way more than the uh, atomic bomb ever did but for mm-hmm. whatever reason people think that atomic bombs were worse i mean they are worse in a singular moment and the fallout it's, of course in the shock and awe sense yes yeah in the shock and awe yeah. yeah but like it's like overall like no the firebombings killed way more way more yeah I do like how over the course of the movie, like that little hovel slash house they live in just gets more and more fixed up. Yeah, it, like it was the progression of time of the world of the movie. It, it was a reflection of their characters. It, it was beautiful. You know the world building in my Godzilla movie? What? What? I no know. way. Hollywood, take notes. <laughs> I know. Um, talking about the sound design, uh, though, um, I want to give special props to uh, the music composer of this soundtrack, uh, Naoki Sato. Um, great use of original music cues from oh early Godzilla God. movies. The Godzilla theme. Bum, 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 bum. I was when like, they, yo, let's yo, go. When they started playing it, the hairs on my arms, they just went, whoop. I was like, I I like how when Godzilla is first shown, there's very little music at all. Like, and what what music we do have is just it's very new. It just seems like a brand new piece of music that was made. It's it's good. Don't get me wrong, but then you see Godzilla like fully formed Godzilla in in broad daylight, and then you get that that original music that comes in is like, <laughs> yeah, like nostalgia factor cranked to ten. Obviously, for people who've never watched the original Godzilla or like grew up watching all the Godzilla films like I did, uh, they probably wouldn't understand why it was. It's a callback. It's for the old people in the crowd. So, yeah. So sit down, you youngsters. Yeah, I I, I don't know who wrote this down, but I absolutely agree with it. Uh, The use of a full orchestra during the final battle. Yeah, great. Great scoring, great sound design in the movie. There is 15 different pieces um, that were in this movie. That specific score is, uh, there's two parts to it. It's called um, Divine and Unscathed. Divine is when the orchestral part starts, and oh my goodness, I fucking nutted. (laughs) It was so beautiful. It's a new piece, and holy shit i when i started hearing it i was in awe i was like my god like did they really fire a whole orchestra to do this because it sounds beyond fantastic (laughs) yeah it's uh it's very good like especially the climactic scene at the end when you hear the swell and it's just like everything about it's coming like you know it's do do you know what it reminded me of the 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 music during that final battle reminded me so much and john you're gonna roll your eyes because i know you haven't seen star wars you're gonna say i was gonna say it's like the fucking trench run in star wars a new hope yeah sure like i i don't know what that means but sure it was very epic yes (laughs) it gives the same watching a dog fight it's so fun Oh my god! And like the music while he's engaged uh, in the dogfight with Godzilla, bro. Like, yes, oh, dude, it's so good. Everything about it's so good. 
Oh man, I want to talk about the story so bad. So, uh, but I, I don't know. Who, I probably Chinoda. I didn't add anything to this doc because I was, was like, me. these are very good. A lot. <laughs> uh, the use of selective silence was very effective. Extremely yes. effective. I loved it. Again, you know, less is more. Sometimes, you know, I, I Dude, wish when 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 Godzilla's first introduced in that uh, that opening scene. And you hear you hear like the footsteps of Godzilla, but it's dark and you can't see him. And then when they put the light on him and you see Godzilla, the music and all the sound effects gone. And yeah, it's like, because it's like in that moment of shock. Like because and, and, and the camera's panning around to everyone who's like just frozen in shock. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Like, I see a freaking hundred foot dinosaur just appear. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it's not the only time. There are several times throughout the movie that they use complete silence as a audio tool and every time it is masterfully used it is a moment of pure shock awe and horror and my god there's, do there's they a, do it the, right the scene during like the final battle there's the the suicide run and as the plane comes in you see that music just cuts off like all Everything the sound cuts, cuts off, off. And it's like it just the camera's cutting to everyone just watching the plane go in, it's and the faces great. on their uh, the faces, the expression of emotion, the horror, the awe, my god, and like complete silence. You're just you're forced to process what they're going through. And speaking of spoilers, Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just spoiled I, like well, the climax of the movie. Exactly oh, actually, yeah, you spoiled a huge part. Spoiled that. Oh, come on, bro. Anyway, oh, John, you uh, might have to cut that. <laughs> I'm. It's fine because we were going to segue into the spoiler section anyway. I wanted to give people a, a warning so that way they could click away now. Like, take our advice. However, you can go watch Godzilla. All right, like go go buy the movie if it comes out. Buy the DVD, whatever. Blu-ray. Um, stream it on Vudu if it goes on there. Whatever. Vudu. <laughs> Voodoo, yeah, it's uh run by Fandango, I believe. Oh, people yeah. who sell movie tickets. Is that right? I actually have several friends are. that use Voodoo. It's actually a cool service. Yeah, I use Voodoo. You can buy is that, movies. Is that, and... is that where all the other Godzilla movies are? <laughs> yeah, I, again, I don't know, but I'm saying, go watch Godzilla. Go buy it. Support it. It's uh, support very this movie specifically. It yeah. is beyond amazing. Please right. now, click away if you don't want to hear any major plot spoilers, more so than what Alex has already done. John, please cut that away that was a huge part i don't think that's a huge spoiler it's at all. a huge dude what the it's fuck huge. are you talking that was huge that's a i don't huge understand spoiler. what people think are spoilers i guess i yeah you don't you don't <laughs> you don't care which is fine, everything but... is a major spoiler i guess how oh my god all right okay, we're not so, getting into this. We I, I, this i hate this argument because people think everything is a spoiler everything no, is a no oh my god let me talk about this major plot point that happens like that's not a spoiler oh man let me talk about how harry potter uh kills dumbledore okay or okay, okay moving away like, from this back to back to <laughs> back to movie um we start off uh this movie at the um uh, towards the ending of world war ii when uh koichi is on one of the what is presumably final suicide runs that they were uh doing and he pushed out he pushed yeah. out like a bitch so uh koichi the main character is a kamikaze pilot and uh fun fact most kamikaze pilots uh during world war ii were actually prisoners of war and they're korean 
Yep. But uh, there were also Japanese ones, and P- Japanese there were some ones that were... Well, voluntold. <laughs> voluntold. Yeah. Uh, there was there were some that volunteered. Oh, of course there were there were some that volunteered. Yeah, there were people who volunteered because you know, it, in very traditional Japanese ways, you know, in, in a very Japan way, they care about tradition a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the traditions is like honor and valor, and you know, Die dying for, for your country. Yeah, dying for your emperor because he told you to. Uh, but Koichi's like, nah, he bitches out. So he's just like, hey, there's something wrong with my my airplane, and he goes to the repair island, and they're just like. Yeah, you you're one of like the best pilots that we have. You and he's like, oh yeah, I I did really well in the simulation, but you know, and they're like, we can't find anything wrong with your plane, and that's when everyone on the island's like, this guy pussed out, like he didn't die for his country, even though they are already losing. Like there was one guy on the island at least. I was like, you know what? I don't blame you, kid, because everyone. It's all pointless. Yeah, yeah, it's all pointless. That. We all see what what's going on, where it's headed. I mean, at, th- at this point, like it was pretty common knowledge that they were losing badly. Yeah, because of <laughs> they mentioned it in the movie, but uh, most of Japan's casualties came from supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. They couldn't feed their uh, men. They couldn't get them the proper supplies. Couldn't be get able to medical actually... treatment. Yeah, so a lot of it was due to that. So yeah. the the ineptitude of the government. <laughs> is what killed most of their uh, soldiers, not the rest of the world. Which is kind of a theme of this movie, if you think about it. Oh, it's a huge theme. But yeah, we'll they, get to that. they bring it up at, uh, towards the end of the movie when they, they criticize the Japanese government about it. Where yeah. they um, And it, it's it's actually very, very good. Because, the, so, one thing I, I want to talk about, like, this is, this is a true remake in the sense that yeah. it literally copies um, the reason why Godzilla was made. So Godzilla originally was made as a um, allegory, symbolism, illusion, whatever the word allegory is. Allegory would probably be the allegory. Yeah. proper term. But, uh, you know, like who would have thought the giant atomic beast was the allusion to nuclear weapons? <laughs> <laughs> what? Whoa, no way. Whoa. No way. <laughs> this, this creature that has atomic breath? What? <laughs> uh, I Listen. You think I'm kidding, but I did tell that to someone uh, at work, and she was just like, I never realized that it was an allegory to atomic weapons. And I'm like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, she didn't realize, but... Oh my God. I have to ask, John, did this person get to work on the short bus? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you can't sir. go around saying things like that. <laughs> How do you not get it? Like, media literacy is, people, I guess, a thing, I guess. Listen, sometimes people don't find... Um, don't look for deep meaning in movies, and that's okay, right? Because at the end of the day, what do I remember Godzilla for the most? Uh, giant monsters fighting shit. Not that Smash. it was originally created as an uh, allegory to nuclear weapons and talking about how, hey, you guys nuked us, and that was pretty bad. Maybe we don't deal with that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's like it is a true remake. Like it completely wipes the sl- slate clean, so you don't have to know anything about Godzilla going into this. Yeah, which I think it, is to the movie's benefit. Yeah, because I remember when minus one came out. I my first question was, is this related to Shin Godzilla in any way? No, and not at all. People, yeah, people were like, nope. I was like, oh, okay. No, then that thing. then I got more concerned. I was like, wait, if it's not related to Shin Godzilla, like, why is this being made? And then. It's like, oh, it's for the 75th anniversary. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. It's it's a remake because they like the Godzilla series. I, I do like the review that Hideaki Anno gave this movie. It's like, very good, very technically well done. 
Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's his whole review. That's his whole review. Listen, if anyone knows uh, Anno's like history, when he thinks something is cool, he he just likes it, okay? It's good. It's cool. Like, why did you theme the angels after angels and all this stuff? I thought it was cool. Like, oh, I thought it was the symbolism. Nah, it was just cool. <laughs> like, what, I, what the hell, Otto? <laughs> I assure you, dear viewer, that still shot of fucking ashtray <laughs> while Misato's getting her asshole eaten out was very vital to the plot. <laughs> Dude, Hideaki Otto, I swear. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, right after that, you see uh, Godzilla come to the island, kill the whole crew, give my man Koichi massive amounts of PTSD. <laughs> Yo, so the first scene I saw is like, uh, Koichi wakes up, right? And there's like a line of dead people. I was yep. like, who the fuck is lining these people up? Did you do this, Koichi? Godzilla didn't do this before she left. What the hell? But it turns out Tachibana actually survived. Uh, the head engineer? Yeah, like, head engineer. Head, head, head yeah. mechanic? I don't know exactly what his like engineer mechanic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but like he survived and he's just like, oh, bro. Like he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Koichi? You could have killed him, but you didn't. We asked you to shoot and you fucking didn't. Like he, he bitched out again. Like he, he froze in the moment. Yeah. And at this point, Godzilla is still tiny. Like Godzilla, she Bad isn't like it was just a deep tall. sea creature. Yeah. At, at this point, it was like maybe 10 stories tall or something. It's like you could definitely kill it with a well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know it at the time. Yeah, they didn't know, but... But Godzilla has more than, like, atomic breath in her arsenal of weapons. <laughs> but it was uh, super cool. Just, like, the how... Just the Night Raid, dude, on the island. I, I really like... I liked seeing Godzilla in the, in the first ten minutes. Yeah. And then, like, the start shot between, like, now you have all the dead people lined up. You literally, like, dude, look at what you did. You caused this. You could have stopped it, but you didn't, because you bitched out. And I was like, bro... Damn. Look, let let us give our main character not just PTSD but survivor's guilt as well. Oh, the survivor's guilt is prevalent throughout the movie, and it's honestly one of the main thing, themes about the movie. Yeah, and normally I hate the human element of Godzilla movies because I I just get I get PTSD. So this one was really good, it, it, exceptional. Because I remember I, the child character. <laughs> With the exception of the child character, but that's more of the acting than it is the actual character. Mm. Uh, I remember asking you guys before I watched it, I was like, "Like, how's the human element? And you guys were like, it, it's there, but it's really good. And I was like, and I, I was just thinking to myself, how could it be good? Like, how, how can how Godzilla it... human elements ever be Because good? you've they... been burned so many times on Godzilla movies with human elements. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. So, uh, but I... At first, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. You're a little bitch boy. Like, who cares? But then, like, the story keeps moving along. And, like, watching uh, Koichi's redemption arc happen is really fucking good. I, it's I so thoroughly satisfying. enjoyed it. Do you know why it's so satisfying? Because so much stuff is set up in, like, the first 25-ish, 30 minutes of the movie. And all of it gets paid off by the end. Every single bit of it gets paid off by the end. Yeah, there is oh, not yeah. a single thing that's, like... Oh yeah, this was just a throwaway. Whatever. No, everything matters. Every single minute of these uh, two hours matters. Yeah, like to to the point. Like there, there's the thing about midway through the movie where they're talking about how badly designed 
uh japanese planes were compared to american planes like they don't even have ejection seats that gets an off-handed line like that gets paid off by the end of the film yeah there is a lot of um again a lot of criticism of the japanese government which is which i was shocked by yeah i was shocked by that too because a lot of I people are it. like I, I i loved it as well but uh more so in the sense that during the time where this is happening, you know, the World War II has finally ended and Japan's in its post-war recovery stage. And a lot of people are there. They're, you know, kind of. I mean, they're (laughs) they're there, but they're like, oh, man, we got to worry about Russia right now. Yeah. But the 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 rebuilding element was very central to the theme of the movie. Yeah. And Um, which I think is probably something Japan needs now. (laughs) <laughs> a restructuring of their government and getting rid of the old policies and making way for the new and paving a future. Yeah, maybe I'm just saying <laughs> maybe, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of governments could benefit from that type of advice. Maybe, maybe the whole know. world. Well, <laughs> I just, I'm not, I, I, I haven't heard about any gay sex parties happening in the Japanese diet, but <laughs> they could probably use some, <laughs> no, that, mm. but have you seen the people that are living, that are, that are living or living, working in our government? I don't want to see them in these skin folds, man. <laughs> <laughs> but watching the uh, recovery efforts of uh, his neighborhood and stuff like that and um, watching him go from, well, he, he's kind of closed off, right? Uh, he, yeah. as he's back in his town, he, he sees his like, uh, everything. He calls her, he calls her Nason, um, his neighbor, basically. He's like, yeah, some, some older lady of the neighborhood of his, you know, that's like an older sister to him. Yeah, kind his of. neighbors. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it kind of makes it seem like they were like really close family friends, maybe. Well, they were neighbors. So yeah. maybe she watched him when he was younger, but she's yeah. like, oh, Koichi, you're back. I can't believe it. The like, you a kamikaze you pilot. You bastard. You're the reason my kids died because people like you pussed out and didn't fight for your country. And I'm just like, ooh, ee. Which oh, is how rough, in, 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 in real life history, that is how kamikaze pilots who actually did make it home were treated. Yep. Yeah. They were treated and, as traitors. Yeah, because you were supposed to die, but you didn't. Like if your job is to die and you don't do it, you didn't do your job. Yeah. And but you I'm were like, shunned for it. And it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking seeing like all the rubble, like all these people who are grieving. Everyone, and she's like, she doesn't give a shit about the world. And it's like, yeah, no, that's that's fair. Your your family just died in front of your eyes. Yeah, you know, like you, you kind of don't give a shit about the world when that happens. And uh, and then he uh has he he meets a girl. Yeah, he goes into a market one day, and a thief was uh, running by, and like he heard, "Stop, thief, stop!" And he's like, he he sees her running with a bundle. And like he moves to stop her, he sees her, and he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." And she hands the baby to him. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, hold this." He's he's like, "What?" (laughs) He's like, "What the fuck? What?" Hands the baby to him like a sack of potatoes. Hold this, I'll be back. She never came back, and she never came back. And the dude's just sitting there. And then at one point, he's like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna leave this baby here." But then he like can't he just it. goes, okay, I can't do that. I can't be that much of yeah. a piece. He's of shit. not a heartless monster, is the thing. He's a human. He's yeah. like he turns then, out. Okay, I can't leave the baby here. So then he he grabs the baby. He's <laughs> like, all right, I'll just get out of here. Like I'll, I'll bring the baby home or something. And then as he's leaving, she's like, oh my god, finally you fucking moved. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? You've been here this whole time. And she's like, I've been waiting for you to move. I'm not going out in public. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? 
I found that oh. hilarious because it's like it's so true. Like, yeah, she's a thief. She can't go out into public at the moment. I, I just remembered something I wanted to talk about with my personal experience with this movie. Do you remember a few weeks ago, John, or well, about a month or so ago now, where you talked about people taking their kids to the movie theaters? Oh God, young well, young kids to movie theaters. Or maybe it was maybe it was this. Shinoda that said it. I don't know. Someone on this podcast said something about taking young children to movie theaters. I had one in my movie theater. Oh boy. And I'm pretty sure it was someone who was like maybe five, six, probably a little too young for this movie. Right. Um what was the rating <laughs> on it? PG thirteen? PG thirteen, I believe, yes. You literally um, saw people get squished. How is it only and bitten in half? Um because there was no gore. Yeah, there's no gore and there's no like super bloody bits. Uh, I it's guess like in Star Wars, when you blast someone and they kind of just fall over, it's like, well, there's no blood or viscera or dismemberment. But so. the reason I wanted to bring this up was because when the movie started, because this person, I don't, I, I don't know whether it was a, a boy or a girl because I couldn't tell by the voice. Um, but when the movie started and they started speaking Japanese, <laughs> child said, "Why are they speaking Spanish?" <laughs> 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 oh. and i it took everything i could do to just hold it together and not bust out laughing in this movie theater i love children when they do stuff like that because it's funny but boy when they're asking a million questions through a movie it's really it's grating yeah i mean i, I get that like i watched godzilla as a kid and yeah me too i i feel like the the name godzilla as a household name it's like yeah it's more of a kid thing right like watching monster films and stuff like that so i can see why a parent would be like oh yeah let's go watch godzilla i remember watching godzilla my kid will love it um i i think kids would like this movie because it has a heroic storyline like or yeah. koichi's redemption arc right yeah uh, obviously they wouldn't be, appreciate the finer things like in the movie like the motifs of like you know the government fucked up how deep uh, act it actually is yeah because it's uh it's oh my god the narrative the human element and narrative was very impressive the fact that they criticized the government and you know a central theme to the original godzilla was always like we have to build rebuild together like the power of unity and this and that you know coming together yeah. to face adversity uh that was that's that's kind of the movie but no criticizing of the government but they take it a step further in my mind for godzilla minus one because in one scene like all the old people right they're like, there's the people who are like, oh, who bitch out. I was like, you know what? I died for my country sent me to die. I'm not going to I'm not willing to die for it again. And they leave. But like they don't make a big deal about it. They're like, you know, that's fine. If you we're not we're not your government. We're not asking you to die for us. We're not telling so, you to do it. It's a volunteer yeah. thing. And then people leave. But then the other people are like, I've already given all my life. I have nothing else to lose. So why not? And a lot of it is like a lot of the old people who already have lost everything who are just like they volunteer for it. And it makes sense. And they're okay with that. And the whole like rejection of like, you know, the young, like there's the, uh, the kid, right. He, he's nicknamed the kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just like, let me go fight Godzilla with you guys. And the old people are like, no, like, it's like, why is it? Cause I didn't go to war. Is that why and they're like kid. And they, 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 they tease him multiple times at the movie about yeah. you're a kid. You don't know what war is like. You weren't young. You were too young to yeah, go to because war. he wanted to go to war. He's like, he's, you know, he's starry eyed. He's like, oh, I wanted to fight for my country. This and that. Hell, but, um, at the first point when he and Koichi first met, like he remarks to him, I wish the war was still going on so I could have joined. And Koichi got so fucking offended over that. Understandably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Cause 
Oh man, because kids don't know. It's like the gravity of war, the realization of how many people actually die and all the suffering that it causes. Not just that, for... that's that scene though you're talking about where they're talking about getting that militia together and going off to fi- fight Godzilla, and he's like, "Take me with you. Take me. With- I can. I can do stuff. I, I didn't fight though. I can do stuff. Let me go." And they're all they're not even a- a- acknowledging him. They're just they turn around and walk away from him. Yeah. And under their breath as they're walking, you say, "We're trying to make we leave this the future for you, to so you. Don't have to go to war." Yeah, yeah no, like, they're like, and then, we leave um, the future to you. And I was like, well, yeah, before that, that's how the, the good scene that I, what I liked before they walked away, right, is they, they go to the kid and they're like, kid, uh, you should consider it an honor to have never had to go to war. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is so true. Like, he doesn't know how good he's got it. The fact yeah. that he doesn't have to experience war. But they're doing that because, you know, it's a, it's a send off, right? Here's the older generation who's been chasing the ghosts of war because something that Koichi has been dealing with this entire time is his PTSD, right? He feels guilty. Yeah. The war within he's chasing ghosts of the past, you know, the ghosts of war and they have to do what they need to do so they can finally come home, which is a very, like a a very PTSD vet thing to happen to a lot of guys. It's Rambo. (laughs) Yeah. Because those guys don't, a lot of people who come back don't come back and it's very sad. But they have to do what they need to do to help them come back. And, you know, for Koichi, it was fighting Godzilla and getting revenge for his uh, crewmates. And um, for the old captain guys, they were just like they they wanted to leave a better future for the the younger generation. And that send off was like it's a very powerful message. I do love the. um, Um. I forgot where I, I had a. You're watching a thought die inside my head right now. <laughs> Caught in 4K. Caught yeah, in 4K. I know. His uh, brain cells are literally just. <laughs> um, oh, you... I was going to say, I, lo- I love how the solution to fighting Godzilla in this movie, it's not super science, sci- like science fiction y. It's not out of left field. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's and real it's, science. It's, it's, it's grounded in like practical science. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. The thing with the Freon, it's like that. It's like a legitimately novel way to try to defeat Godzilla. I, to my knowledge, that's never been tried in any of the other movies. Yeah, it's like oh, let's just pressurize and then depressurize um, Godzilla like, super fast. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's very creative. <laughs> Again, something I feel like it, it was benefited by this movie being set in the time period it was like the the thing with godzilla movies especially over the last 10 15 20 years is that everyone has felt like you have to set them in a modern time no i think i don't think godzilla really works in modern time to be perfectly honest alex i I think it has been done before what yeah 2006 godzilla no the freon thing has it i think must have been a godzilla movie i haven't watched I'm having some sort of memory about that. Um, I'll have to look into it later, but I think it has been done. If before. you know what Shinoda is talking about, let us know below. If he's talking out of his ass, let us know that too, because we. I'm probably talking out of my ass. What do I know? I I honestly I don't remember it being used in previous Godzilla films, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's so many of them, and he they. It's it's gotten to the point where it's gotten more and more ridiculous each time they try to defeat Godzilla because it feels like every time they make a Godzilla movie, they feel like it feels like they have to outdo how they defeated Godzilla the last time. <laughs> I I have no idea, but 
Yeah, I, I, I like I the, just the very the, practical, like, let's form a militia and go after this with Freon and sink him to the bottom of the ocean and raise him up. Yeah, uh, they talk about how, like, the, the U.S. can't help because they're worried about a war of Russia, so they can't really do anything. And the Japanese government can't help because they don't really care. They're like, oh, yeah, Godzilla, who cares? The so provisional really government in the just... first couple of years after World War II was fucking useless. It really was. So, the tracks. Um, my favorite part about the movie, right, is the 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 kamikaze run, the thing that Alex spoiled. I did not spoil it, but okay, you spoiled it. Uh, the so Koichi has spent his entire time. Um, basically, you know, he meets uh Nariko and obviously Akiko. He he adopts them. It's a found family situation. Gets cute, and they're like, "Why don't you get together with Nariko?" Well, like, what's wrong with you? You haven't married this lady yet. And it's, he's like, just it, like, it's obvious both of you have feelings for each other. Yeah, and it's like you leading her on, you that type of guy, and he's just like, no, I can't because I, because he he Koichi himself understands like he doesn't think he's worthy of love first and foremost because yep. he had, you know the survivor's guilt and he has the PTSD. Uh, and then Godzilla attacks the mainland and he goes to try to save Noriko, and then Noriko ends up saving him, sacrificing her life for his, where she Bro, pushes him out of the that, way. That scene, my god powerful does it begin to describe it okay like, first and foremost the atomic breath right or yes oh my god the heat ray holy Bro. shit like the spines going up and then fucking charging in the blue the class like Godzilla blue machine I'm like, yeah. yeah i love it atomic breath like when you first saw it the first instance you saw it, it was used on a ship and it was just a quick zoop like the ship just got evaporated you're like Oh hell yeah, atomic breath. We have it in this movie. And you're like, okay, cool. That was pretty cool. You don't, but that was underwater. You don't see the full effect. Yeah. And it was so shot when, straight into the sky. So then when Godzilla gets to the uh city and uses the atomic breath, like, oh my god, it was so cool. But also it's like super sad because like Noriko, again, Koichi goes to save Noriko, and then Noriko again ends up saving Koichi. Like it was a heroic sacrifice. Times. Yeah, and I was just like, bro. And then Koichi fucking loses it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, again. Oh my god, that tragedy on his face was oh, fucking peak. It was. Oh, I mean, that heart. man was having a heart. breakdown. Well, because he was finally. That must have been the part like, where Hideyano thought this is a good movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, oh, I relate to that. I, I remember <laughs> this very well. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then we get to this the the fucking scene where, so now Koichi is like, all right, we have to kill Godzilla. I have to avenge Noriko, um, and he decides he's gonna find the world's, uh, or rather, he needs to find uh, the mechanic, right, uh, Tachibana, because he it only it has to be Tachibana because again, Koichi has been chasing uh, the ghosts of his past, you know, these ghosts of war that he needs to lay to rest, and he knows that Tachibana has to as well. So he sends him like a bunch of like letters saying like it's your fault that everyone on the island died to piss off Tachibana to go fucking find him and beat him up. Uh, and Tachibana, and, and Tachibana in classic fashion comes up, beats the shit out of him. He's like, "The fuck you mean?" <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget. Uh, Where's just like, "No, no, I'm sorry. I just had to bait you." Let's let's not forget though, John. The whole reason they have to find him is because of the Shinden fighter plane. <laughs> The Shinden fight. Yes. That thing was so, oh so my God. cool. Dick. I'm so glad they put that in there. It's such a cool plane. It's historically accurate. They were built for uh, mainland fighting. And it's a, it's a cool plane. It's a single um, 
fan propelled plane from the behind but it's like it's meant to it's very fast but it's meant for short distances because it's you know it's a it's a it's an inland it's not a long range fighter it's a short range fighter but it's very cool it's very cool that this didn't exist such a it's one of the coolest plane designs in world war ii and they barely flew they were designed well they were built near the very end of the war and they very rarely flew so again super cool but he has to ask tachibana uh fix it up because he's like it, it helps tachibana get over it and then koichi's like i i have i'm ready to fucking die because he's lost noriko he's, he's lost all of reason he's like i'm gonna go kill godzilla i'm gonna avenge all of our um our crew members, militia mates, whatever, our army buddies, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally die. And Tajibata's like, okay. And uh, yeah. and then it gets to the part where I fucking I hate uh, the child actor. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, Akiko, sweet yeah. child. I was just like, oh, little precious baby, right? Beautiful looking kid. However, the acting, <laughs> I absolutely hate child actors who are very young like we're talking six and under because it's hard to get them to act they're still they're children they're literal toddlers right it does make you appreciate an anime where they just get adults to voice the child characters (laughs) makes it a lot easier because obviously uh akiko when she does the crying thing because it's like oh where's mom because noriko's dead now so and she's handing the picture to koichi so I, i i get it like she's supposed to be feeling sad and she's supposed to cry about that. But literally she's just stone faced. Okay. She's like, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, <what? laughs> she's stone faced looking off camera. She's giving, getting a cue right now to cry. Someone pinched her. It's very obvious. It's but... so obvious. And I was just like, I hate that. I, it took me. Out I of personally didn't second. mind uh, that. I, Listen, I, I took it as a, She's uh, uh, she's processing emotions. Emotions I... process cry. <laughs> Listen, that, that's not how that works. Like it, no. it just didn't seem natural. And I'm like, I don't know if it's because they they were. This is the final cut, and they did it in one take. Who knows? I don't. I just would have reshot it until it felt a lot more natural than like you po- <laughs> you, you pinched her <laughs> to make her cry. I mean, hey, if you wait long enough into the night when she's tired enough, she'll start crying for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. He eventually hands off Akiko to his um, neighbor, neighbor, yeah, who uh, is like basically the the mom, I guess, or the grand, the the auntie, right? She's the they auntie. Say auntie, because yeah. like ba- they babies, she babysits her a yeah. lot. Um, that's and and then you know, Koichi's like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm ready. I'm ride or die now. Like it's time to go kill Godzilla." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "He's finally he's fulfilling his destiny." First and foremost, right? We've come full circle. Before he, he was fully expected to, to die. die, by the way. Yeah. And uh, just, it was, uh, it was heartbreaking, man. Like, I, I was expecting him to die. Uh, and everyone, like, all his friends and stuff that he made on the fishing boat, like the doctor and the captain and the kid and stuff like that, they're like, don't you fucking die. Because yeah. they so, even, like, so they, talk to each they, other and say, man, he is a former suicide pilot. We really don't trust him with this. Death well, flags everywhere. So, when they they're like we need a way to distract godzilla and lead godzilla into the bay to the deepest part and they're like luckily um they're like how are you new that all the planes from world war ii have been uh decommissioned and we they can't fly and they're like well we have 
something. And it turns out it's the Shinden. Again, super cool reveal. But they're like, but we need a pilot. And we need a world-class mechanic to fix it. And he's like, I know just the guy. But And then the, uh, the doc and the captain are discussing. They're like, wait. Koichi was a suicide bomber. Is it okay to let him fly the plane? And then they're thinking about like what happened. It's like, well, shit, he just lost his like. Um, I just, just want us all to take a moment to appreciate the. It's cool. It's a cool looking plane. plane. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> anyway. So they're uh, discussing. They're like, well, Noriko just died. And this dude was a kamikaze pilot. And he seems more determined than ever to get rid of Godzilla. And they're like. He's not that dumb. He has he still has Akiko to live for. Yeah, like he right? they're like he has a kid that he loves. <laughs> He's not gonna do it. Um, as it turns out, they they go and trap uh they try to trap Godzilla and it, spoilers, or I guess surprise, it didn't work. <laughs> In typical movie fashion, the the first plan doesn't work, so they gotta go with plan B. Uh, I plan B didn't just... work. I want to just point out the balls of the captain of the ship is like, we're going to collide. Oh, fuck it. Go anyway. Yeah. It was a super cool scene. Super cool captain guy, by the way. Yeah. yeah I know. No. For, a, for a small role, like he really sells every scene that he's in. Honestly, he was very impactful in his uh, character. I don't know who that actor was, but he was really good. So. The uh, plan A to sink Godzilla and kill it with um, compression didn't work. So they're like, fuck it. We'll uh, plan B. We're going to release Godzilla and depressurize Godzilla and hopefully they explode. Um, Doesn't work. So they're like, well, fuck, we're fucked. And then out of nowhere, here comes Koichi, bro. Here comes Koichi. And this is the scene where they they cut off like Godzilla getting ready to do another atomic breath. And everyone the ship. The, and, that oh my on. god and everyone you on the ships are like <sighs> because they're all like they all think they're about to die like the plan you failed. see people Godzilla's crying alive. you see people running you see people just ex- silently accepting their fate holy shit it was amazing to watch yeah this the is horror. where all the audio cuts off and stuff like that and then and then out of nowhere here comes koichi with the shinden bro it's like oh shit it was like at first it's like oh hell yeah a cool hero moment then it goes silent and it's like oh oh no <laughs> yeah he he smacks into God's because so in the earlier in the film they figured that they could attack Godzilla from the inside because yeah. they blew up Godzilla's mouth but then they found out that oh we blew up Godzilla's mouth but then Godzilla recovered and they're like oh shit it can recover so it needs to be a big enough blow to, to destroy hurt the it head. enough yeah. And um, right after it shoots an atomic breath, it hurts itself while it does it. So it has to heal first before it can shoot it, which is like the timing that they have, right? They they make Godzilla shoot an atomic breath as a decoy ship. So that way they're like, all right, decoy ship's down. We got 10 minute run, dude, let's go. And uh, yeah, so Koichi uh, suicides into Godzilla's mouth and blows it up because he loads, he takes out the, the fuel. He takes yes. out the guns. Except the uh, he takes out like a bunch of the bombs and or a bunch of the guns to put in bombs because he's like it's, yeah. it's a suicide run, and it's just like it's it's comes like circle. one bomb in the nose of the plane, like they've hollowed out the inside of the nose of the plane and they put a bomb in there. They put two and, bombs in there. Well, two bombs, yeah. yeah, one on each side, and it's just like this is Koichi's like moment, right? He, this is what he's been working up to. It's like Akigo is going to get taken care of by his neighbor, and he needs to avenge Noriko. And he just he smacks into it, and everyone's just like, "Oh fuck!" 
dude. Holy shit. And I'm just like, oh, my heart, dude. I was like, Koichi fulfilled his destiny. Yes. He got revenge for Noriko. Yes. But it was so bittersweet is the thing. Yeah. Then you come in with the fucking hero moment. Then you come in with the parachute. And then you're like, wait, look, he's right there. And it's like, oh, my God. And remember that thing about, like, planes not having uh, ejector seats? Well, the Shinden had an ejector seat. And um, I honestly thought the... So when Tachibana, the mechanic, is explaining the controls to uh, Koichi, I thought Tachibana was going to do, a uh, like, a fake-out where it's like... He's like, before you hit Godzilla, you have to pull this uh, this lever, and that'll arm the bombs. Otherwise, it won't go off. And then, like, when Tajibana is inspecting the seat, like, he obviously, he sees there's an ejector thing on it, right? Yep. So then he looks at it, and then he looks at the the arm, the bomb arming thing. And I'm like, oh, is he going to swap the things? So, like, it'll eject him only if he arms the bomb? I thought that was what's going to be it, right? Where Tajibana's like, you mm-hmm. have to die first to, like, relive. Um, as it turns out, uh, it cuts back. Uh, to Tajibana being like, looks like you're finally prepared to die. Well, in that case, I want you to know that there is an ejector seat on this plane. And then Tajibana finally forgives Koichi because he realizes, like, again, one of the themes of the movie was like leaving the ghosts of the past to rest. Forgiveness. You know? Yeah. Forgiveness and moving forward and building a better future. And I'm just like, it was beautiful. And then, like, they set this shit up from the beginning, bro. Like, damn. So perfectly it was so done. good. Just I, I said it before the the great setups and payoffs in this movie. It's great writing, is what it is. It's masterful. And then we have that sequel bait at the end. I, then oh, we man. get to the ending. Um, so before bro, you before find Norco survived. I yo, fucking bro, cried. I was like, how how in the world would she survive? Which that that whole thing is kind of set not necessarily the survival, but something happening that that Koichi's gonna have to deal with after he gets back is set up because after he goes off and leaves like the package full of stuff like money and documents with the the little girl Akiko, she takes it next door to to Auntie and she opens it up and then they're sitting together playing and all of a sudden knock 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 telegram and then you see her open it up and she's like oh my god what the what the fuck. And then you yeah, find her at, like, the, at the end. She's there at the dock. I so I assumed what that letter was was Koichi writing a letter to her because the only letter he gave her was, um, I leave Akiko in your care. Here's some money to help take care of her. Yeah, right? and then there's also so like I, I thought that he wrote another letter to her or something, and she was just like, "Oh my god, he's gonna kill himself." Again, wrong assumptions, but yeah, uh, great payout. Like Norgo's alive. Like, oh shit. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of a bittersweet realization though, because when he goes to hug Noriko, we do get to see a little a shot of her back, and it's like it looks like radiation poisoning, Neck, radiation yeah. sickness. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, oh no. And it's like it looks like it's it's slowly growing on her neck. Yeah, it looks like, like the uh, Mothra thing actually. That's Does what it? I thought. So I yeah. thought that exact same thing, right? So I'm not the, okay. I'm not the only one that thought that. Okay, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, I I thought it was the same thing, but I was I looked it up in Screen Rant, right? Uh, said, oh no, it's just radiation poisoning. So I was like, oh okay, well, Screen Rant probably knows more than I do. I I, I saw. I thought it was something said, to do with Mothra. I I I saw somewhere online uh, apparently they call like G cells. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It is a thing. Well, but here's the thing. Um, towards like the very last shot of the movie, you see is the carcass of a uh, Godzilla, 
and you see it well, start we regrowing slowly. Yeah, which and then and then that like, that original Godzilla musical cue comes in right as the fade to black happens. Yeah, and it's like, will we make more? Is there going to be a cinematic universe? And I'm like, I wish there was. <laughs> like I want to see was... King Ghidorah. I want to see Mothra. <laughs> Like, if it was done this masterfully, hell yeah. You're like, please, keep it coming. I will accept it. Yeah. I Honestly, if there was more of it, I'd, I'd love more of this. Like, this is... I think that Godzilla In minus this one, style, specifically. So I, I think I, that Godzilla I, Minus One is a great entry into Godzilla, if you've never seen it, Godzilla. Do you think honestly, it's, yeah. it may be the best Godzilla movie? I'd say... Mm. It's up there. It's got to be in the top five, for sure. I will I, personally I say, say this is... My favorite, but, yes. I think this is my favorite Godzilla movie just because it's it's all right. You got to understand the old Godzilla is it's it's very dated. It's a man right? in a suit. It's a man in a suit. It looks fucking funny. Um, but to me, the original Godzilla movies, again, as a kid, I thought it was just about giant monsters fucking shit up. Uh, and that's what eventually the series evolved into. But originally it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Godzilla minus one does a lot where it, it satisfies the craving for like, oh, big kaiju, fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah. But also the human element and the the story behind it and the, the themes and stuff like that. Right. The um allegory? Not really. Yeah, I guess allegory. allegory. No, there was the allegory. allegories. Like they they really shine through. And it's I, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, mm. I, again, I, I feel like this is my favorite one because i can't think of better ones like godzilla versus kong was okay you know like monster island was okay whatever it was a carnival fight i thought it was action-packed i liked it but that tickled my fancy of like the older godzilla films of like oh shit we just get to see kaiju fighting right that's all i cared about back then when i was a kid but this one more encapsulates the the spirit of godzilla the original godzilla um I do want to I want to read something really quick. So we were talking about the sequel bait at the end, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm just going to read this directly. It says uh, director Takashi Yamazaki reflected on the film's ending, saying, I think it's more cinematic if it doesn't end neatly and properly. It's just so a sequel can be made. It's also so the characters are kept alive in the hearts of the audience. On the film's opening day, Yamazaki had expressed interest in directing another Godzilla film, saying, I wonder if you will let me shoot one more picture. I think I can do one more. I would love a second one. And I, I wanted it to be about Mothra. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there boy. a Mothra one coming out? <laughs> so uh, Minami uh, Hamabe, who is the actress who played uh, Noriko. Yeah. Um, uh, said in an issue or in an interview with Momo, Mono Magazine, uh, said indicated in the same publication that uh, this film may be the start of an entirely new Godzilla film series, noting if there is a next series, I might be the one stepping on and crushing people. Oh, because she would turn into Mothra. I'm, I'm, mm? That would be really fucking cool. Just I'm saying, saying they've got it set up, man. Do it. Also, oh, and then Akiko can be the girl who sings Mothra to like summon and sleep. It's all oh, it works. It's, it's writing itself. It's, it's writing itself. Set up. Cinema. Cinema. <laughs> and I, I want to say this is apropos of nothing to do with Godzilla, but uh, Yamazaki has said that his biggest dream in life is to direct Star Wars movies. Kathleen Kennedy, listen close. Oh my God. Listen, I want you to listen to me right now. Call this man. Today, I I ha- I'll write it for you. I promise. 
I, I got three words for you. Darth Revan trilogy. Bro, that's that's high stakes. This man is super passionate about Star Wars and he knows the lore. I mean, come on, give it to him. Let him write it, let him direct it. Sure. I totally know what Darth Revan who that is. Yes. It's Star Wars. Yoda knows who I'm talking about. about. Yeah, I love it. It's it's some of the best writing in Star Wars. But oh, so it must not have been written by George Lucas. It was you're right. You're absolutely right. (laughs) It wasn't. Take that, Star Wars fans. <laughs> As a Star Wars fan, I agree. <laughs> but no, like for let me tell you something. This dude did a phenomenal job directing this, phenomenal job writing this. The visual effects look great. I easy 10 out of 10 for me. Yep, let's move on to it's, the... it, it, it's shocking to me that in a in a year that includes Oppenheimer, which I thought was easily gonna be my favorite film of the year, this might beat it. Okay. For like, me, it's really close from like my of, of my top three movies. Like it's Oppenheimer and this, or one and two, and I can't decide which one is which. So, for me uh, personally, there this has been a fantastic year for movies. There's been lots of movies, lots of good movies as well. Ah, and... yes, classics like the Marvels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely! Of what a classic! <laughs> and, what a uh, great movie! Blue Beetle. Oh, and Blue Beetle. Oh, oh God! And Blue the Flash. Beetle. Oh man, <laughs> what a what a great year for her movies! Uh, such great comedies. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell we're being facetious. Blue Beetle sucked. It really did. Don't... I hated it. I wanted to like it because I was like, oh yeah, DC's Spider Man, because that's who Blue Beetle is. Really, he's, he's DC Spider Man. He's Walmart Spider Man. Walmart Spider Man. But um, I thought this was an absolute masterpiece. Both times I watched the movie, I cried like a little bitch. I loved it. It is movie of the year, 10 out of 10. Fucking perfect. I I want to go see it again. <laughs> please do. It's so worth it. After seeing it twice, it's beyond worth it. Hell, in my theater, they moved it from like the small foreign films over their uh, room to... Oh, we're putting this in the big room. I personally... Not a perfect movie, right? Because of the child acting, just like it, it, the only detracting point to me was the child acting. I, it I just has, felt it like has small issues. I I think it would have worked fine if you got an older actor. If you made um, Akiko like five when they first meet, and then make her ten afterwards, yeah, somewhere between like seven and ten. Like that's fine. That that would have worked. But you know, it is what it is. So to me, nine out of ten, almost perfect. But just like that one fa- little thing really bugged me. Okay. Um, right. the movie's not playing anymore in my uh in my state. I it, it still is playing in select theaters. It's like fifty miles away. I'm not going fifty miles to go watch this movie again. <laughs> not gonna lie. I'll just buy it when it comes out on Voodoo or something. I'm planning on buying the 4K version of it. Like straight up, I yeah, love I, this movie that you know, much. I, I hope for a sequel, dude. I really do. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Me too. Um, especially if it's going to be done like written by the same guy who seems super passionate about this, this source material, do it. That's it. Who was, let me, uh, real quick. Let me ask who was your favorite actor or not favorite actor, favorite character in the movie. I personally really like Koichi. 
honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think the main character was really good. Um, I because thought he just felt the, so real. The, the dude who played Tachibana did a really good job, too. Oh, yeah. Tachibana was a good actor. I um, fucking loved the uh, captain, the um, small ship captain. Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, because he's like, he's a, oh, he's a, he, um, Obviously, he's a vet too, and he's like he's grizzled from war, right? He's the, he's the gruff, he, cynical, like war. Yeah, the gruff, cynical but guy, but he's like that, he's got a heart he of gold. Says everything as it is, and he gives no shit. He just says how it is, and I love him for that. Yeah, I do. I, I'm I'm shocked to know that you never told us about your time as a uh, naval weapons engineer. What? What? The character's name is Noda. <laughs> Oh, oh right, oh. right. Kenji right. Noda. <laughs> I'm shocked, Noda, that you didn't tell us about this point in your career. I'm a brown man. I'm not allowed to talk about those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. That's our review of Godzilla minus one. Uh, fantastic movie. Go see it if you haven't already. If you if you still can by the time this comes out, when it's out on streaming or on home video. See it that way if you can too. Please support this movie, dear God. I, I, I want this to get a Blu-ray release because I want to fucking own it. <laughs> yeah, I would not mind owning this either. All right. Well, thank you everyone for dropping in to watch us. Don't forget to check down below. Uh, oh, don't. Well, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you like what you saw and you want to see more, also don't forget to check down below where you can find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitter, on TikTok, and on Discord. There's a link to our merch store down there as well, where you can really help us out. Get things like this, which I totally haven't been wearing for two weeks now. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't change anything. We're wearing all the same clothes for two weeks straight. <laughs> Definitely not recording this back to back. Oh, no, man. no. We wouldn't do uh, that. But anyway, <laughs> with that, I have been your host, Alex. We will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys. Good night. Godzilla, go roar. <laughs> <laughs> roar. <laughs> <laughs>